action and welcome everybody. This is BMP Weekly episode 236. It is 12th of February. It is still winter and I hate it. So <laughs> it's not. It's sunny. There's not a gram of snow outside. It's <sighs> 12 degrees. I know. I, I, I it's dry. Oh, really? 12? Yes. You're kidding me. Wow. No. There is wow. like there is sun, there is some clouds, but there's overly sunny and it's not cold. I could, tell you, I, I could tell you temperature, let me look it up quickly for you, because otherwise you will not believe me. It's 9 degrees, feels like 25. No. God, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Why am I living here? <laughs> I'm jealous. I want to have snow. Like we, we haven't yeah. had snow in years. Like yeah, my kids, well, I don't know if, if, if they even yeah. know what snow is. That's fair point. It's it's the right balance. The other of things. extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At this point of a year, you start kind of being fed up on the snow. And it's like, yeah, had enough spring. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but still two months to go or something. Whatever. Anyway, so uh, in the BMP Weekly, I was talking about the yeah, latest weather um, and what's <laughs> happening in Netherlands and in Finland and snow. Um, and also M365 and related technologies. My name is Sasa Yuban. I'm with my co-host of Swaldek. And today, like typically, we do have a visitor on the show who is... Ralph Rivas. He is a Biceps MVP. He is from the US. He works with one of our uh, biggest SIs. And today we talked to him about um, his journey, but also how companies benefit from having an MVP uh, employed, how he went from being a pro-code to a low-code developer, or kind of embracing both both worlds, and many other different interesting areas. So without further ado, let's go to the Excellent. Let's get moving on the PMP Weekly. Thank you, Ralph, joining on the PMP Weekly show. Uh, and uh, good to have you in here. Uh, you've been a long time actually active in the community and doing a different kind of things. Uh, wow. Let's start with an introduction. Who are you and what do you do for a living? Yes. Except playing yes. piano as well, right? Uh, besides being the the old guy on, on the PMP, I was there. I would think I was like when there was only five people attending the SIG, I was one of the five. <laughs> no, it Did wasn't we... that bad. Actually, it was well attended from the beginning, but I go back a long ways. I'm Ralph Rivas. Uh, I, I'm with uh, Capgemini Sajeti, uh, uh, National Solution Architect over there. I'm also an MVP in the Power Platform space uh, of all places, the uh, Biz Apps. And it should have been actually in VESA space, but for whatever reason, there are just so many people over there like uh, uh, that keep getting hired by Microsoft. And I'm looking at you, Mr. Waldeck. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what, where, what? They, they keep taking from the community, but that's okay. It's all right because you guys give back so much. But otherwise, I've been a Microsoft aficionado since I think Bill was still doing trade shows uh, with Microsoft for a long, long time. And finally, uh, my moment has come. Thank you for this moment in the spotlight. I will never forget. <laughs> All right. I'm also in Chicago, by the way, so that might give a clue as to my demeanor. Now, let's travel back in time a bit. How do you get to do whatever you're doing for a living? Uh, how do you get to, what is your background? Uh, so uh, my background originally uh, was I was on the business side. I was the folk, uh, the person that like your computer butler that went and fixed your Excel sheet and made sure that your, your trading information that was coming through on that beautiful thing that they call DDE was doing what it was doing and you were not losing millions of dollars or maybe not making that millions that you probably shouldn't have been making, whatever it was. But I used to work for Reuters long, long ago. And that was when I got introduced essentially to the Microsoft ecosystem. And yep. um, I mean, like, uh, just, uh, I just, I like to name drop sometimes, but like a coworker of mine was a fellow, but you might know by, by the name of Yusuf Mehdi, who I'm so proud of for, for everything that's happened since. Uh, but that's how far back I go. Uh, as far as getting into it, 
eventually I was also the person that said, Hey, developers, you should do this. You should do that. And they're, you know, like, yeah, great. The user's telling us what to do. Then the user started doing it himself a little bit. And yep. I started playing because we didn't exactly have the support that we have these days. And I gradually drifted over to the dark side, as they say, and became nah. into the development group. By after a while, it was like, "Oh man, you suck so bad with your opinions. Uh, uh, why don't you just build it for us?" So they brought me into the <laughs> there at Reuters. Eventually, I just moved up in that level. I got more into what that was, building and uh, creating the solutions and everything else. At some point, after working for UBS for a few years and going through the year two, uh, the Y2K stuff. I said, well, I think it was ready for me to actually be a consultant. I just came into that into that point. Uh, and the very first product, literally, that I had to consult on, hey, uh, you did this .NET, this .NET thing, yeah? This ASP Plus, you heard of that? Yeah. Um, then you, you must know how to do SharePoint. What? That was 2003 or 2007? Or seven. Yes, there we go. They said, can you say the word SharePoint? Yes, you're it. And I'm like, <laughs> I was, you remember they had that With, little store app? How do you spell share, share, SharePoint? Is it lowercase p or capital P? <laughs> oh my God. If you answer that right, it only that, proves you're an expert, that's right? It's a religious thing. It's like, you know, the big the big hook comes out. If you if you do not have capital P in there, it's like, yeah. oh, blood. You know, that's that's it. It's capital P, sir, from, the, from forever. But the, it was at that time they, they had that little package. And I think it was .NET Nuke was the one that I was actually playing with. And because yep. of that, went into SharePoint. I got so deep into SharePoint, I was trying all the different things that basically Microsoft threw at us on how to make SharePoint better. Until this little thing called SPFX came around. Ooh. And I think that changed the world for me over there. Yep. All of a sudden, I didn't feel like an incompetent developer for that matter, because you felt like you had to be a rocket science to had to a rocket scientist to have to manipulate the under underpinnings of SharePoint to make things happen. All of a sudden, things got so much better. Uh, if anyone over here is complaining about anything that SPFX is doing now, you don't know what it was like. <laughs> telling you right now. I mean, yeah, it, it it depends on like how much back you want to go. I recall still when like my first experience with uh, SharePoint was around like late 2006, early 2007 with Moss. Same here. Yeah. We uh -huh. had MSDN and yeah. literally zero books. And you're like, mm -hmm. how do you learn this thing? Well, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Reflector. Right, you were basically looking but inside then, of. I, the I don't think we have it. Or we had it already then. Or I mean, we did. We did. It, it, we did. it wasn't I, immediately a thing. It became a thing. Yeah, I think in thing. in a year or two, but not immediately yep. though. And well, but then you were deep diving into XML. So what was it? C program files. Uh, uh, Owned XML. Uh, common. Common. Yeah. Twelve underscore XML. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, but yeah. it's it's fifteen high, fourteen high, twelve high. So, but, but that was XML, also entertainment it. yeah because uh, xml for me i, I was actually I, I remember i went to a, a class by aaron sconard on 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 xpath and xml and everything else all of a sudden i could understand these things it was like <laughs> you were in the, uh, the matrix the matrix and you're like oh i <laughs> live you there you go oh, toolbar oh my yes. god a feature <laughs> exactly all those pieces started coming into play uh and i remember running in, in one, of the, one of the very very last tech eds uh, running to Vesa there uh, because I, I need help for something on search. So then he, then then Vesa pings me and says, you know, we're doing this thing. And I remember, you know, even with folks like like uh, like uh, like uh, Con uh, Connell himself was like, eh, we're skeptical about this tech. When I looked at it though, I was like, whoa, True. 
this is literally taking the best of it all the xml pieces the the html pieces, the css all of a sudden you created a framework that actually makes sense and i was so into it <laughs> at the time i thought maybe if i was going to be an mvp that was going to be it because i started doing training and videos and that i was like trying to push it unfortunately i was with a little small company at the time that wasn't quite moving along so yeah. you know yeah. but at least though uh that's what really got me got me in i could not get enough of it and then yeah. and of course they know because they they had to mute me as i, I don't know how many times during the uh <laughs> during the six not really but yeah that was fun. That was great. And oh, so I even yeah, I got a chance to work with Waldeck too on this before Waldeck was the Waldeck that you know here back in those days. I think I tried to get I tried to keep making him work for uh, I tried to keep getting him and his company always involved with what I was doing. I tried really hard, but maybe not very well. But from that, though, he gave me inspiration back then, too. Remember, you, you kept posting blogs that oh, I was yes. learning from yes. and teaching back. Yes. Sorry, I didn't yeah, send you the residuals, but I'll send a check soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and um, now related on all of that, those blog posts and everything else, I know Waldeck has created a, a SPFX web part even today. So, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it's like like it comes and goes. Like I so there was this interesting thing where the other day I had a chat with a customer who was who was stuck on something, uh -huh. and over the last few months I haven't really worked with SPFX because like. It's very much, you know, topical for us where we focus on one, one area, then move to the other. And I just like, I don't work with the customers, so I don't necessarily do day to day what they do. Right. So, yeah. so uh, and I was like, somebody asked me something. Like, I drew a blank. I was like, uh oh, I don't know. I need, I need to create one myself just to be able to go through it, like, like refresh all of that because we learn it, it goes away. It goes away. And it was yeah. like, you look at it, and it's like. Oh, that was it, and that was it, and that, and then like the pieces, like it came back eventually. But yes, it's this yep. interesting thing where you be, just because you use something in the past so much, you think it's it it's ingrained, and it is like it's it isn't really you know on top of mind, and it's not like you, it takes an effort to bring it back. Well, especially if you do something else completely crazy, like uh, oh, I don't know, power platform stuff, which just completely upside down. <laughs> yeah, what was going on for me it was like, uh, and I had to like to, to switch my head. And sometimes like, hey, we're doing a form, and someone doing something in Power Apps is like going crazy. It's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing over there? It's like, well, it's a Power App that's doing this. We need to do PCF, and it's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> this web you just you just gave me an answer. It's five words. I do not understand. Explain, yeah, yourself. all those things. I said, did you see this web part over here that already is sitting in the community that for a long time upload that? Oh, that's the form. Yes. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. That's why you know I'm a biggest fan. I'm a biggest fan of the Chris Kent, the Chris Kent uh, episodes of the SIG. <laughs> Folks, if you don't know who that is, I, I advise you to go back and look and check this out because this is like the the game changer to say here's what you can do out of box. Now go sit down. Want sure. Beautiful yeah. stuff, yeah. and I'm a total sure. proponent of that. Even though I'm doing the power platform. And stuff. I have to say, in Chris's case, the 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 storytelling is also awesome. It's it's super funny because I I still one of my favorite was recently as he was explaining how warrior horses track the different limbs, what <laughs> those animals are using lists, wow. and you're like, sorry. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's got to be. But it's so. Uh, it's these were these are the things that like inspire me. So uh, uh, for folks that are out there, you got to, as they say, keep your eyes open, keep your mind open. I, I just try to remind them uh, that there's stuff out of box that have uh, uh, people behind them, and actually now it's years behind it. Really. Yep. You know, sure. I just, 
sure. sure what's sure. left of my of, uh, my hair over here just to remind them how long it's been true true and and everything is evolving out of the box as well so it's it's a, it's a super important thing to understand what's out of the box what's possible what's the limitations as well what's the limitations in power platform what's the limitations in copilot what's the limitation in everything so absolutely. you know when you start extending uh, rather yeah, than absolutely absolutely yeah wonderful now, um, you, 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 we kind of touched this already. You're also an MVP. Um, how did that happen? Uh, uh, so platform side? After so long, and it happened only recently. Well, what happened was I was doing community stuff, but what I never really did was I didn't exactly, I'm not going to say monetize it. What's the real word for it? I never really uh, bragged necessarily about it or went into it to say, hey, I want to have an MVP. You know what they say? It's like some people want to be an MVP. And I, they ask me, how do you become an MVP? Well, first thing is you don't want to be an MVP. <laughs> First thing is, if, uh, the whole point is, uh, if you want to be an MVP, don't say that you want to be an MVP. Uh, you have, are, are you doing something now with the community? Are you doing something now with uh, with this? And if they say no, it's like, well, you have a long way to go. You have that's where yes. you need to start. So in my yes. case, I've been doing that for a while uh, with the uh, the S the SharePoint stuff and everything else. I was part of those user groups, the SharePoint user groups, for a long time. I used to be a supporter. Go to the SharePoint Saturdays. Go to uh, Ignite and all, and and well, TechEd and all those places. Yep. And really make a big deal out of it and just try to be an, an evangelist from the get go. I was always in that mode. Uh, at some point, I just had to get to remember to record it. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I did that conference talk. I did that speaking thing. I gave away <laughs> this time yep. for this. And uh, the MVP application form was almost like the first place that had a one-stop shop for entering all these yep. pieces when I was given that uh, that chance. And it didn't happen right away. My problem was I was everywhere. As you, yep. as you, as, here I am talking about SPFX and everything else. I was doing that. I was doing a bit of the biz apps. I was doing a bit of the uh, the workstation stuff because I was, by the way, on the, the Windows 2000. Um, joint development program. So I'm engineer also. I like to take apart the stuff and look at the networking. I was just doing too many things. To the, the MVP part came when I started focusing. The low-code stuff was a bit nascent in 2019 when it was like, hmm, it was just good enough to make things happen. And I started seeing an opportunity there. When I joined my new company, they said, hey, we're looking at all your stuff. Hey, this low-code stuff, you do that? Yes. And you seems you have a user group with it. Yes. Uh, maybe you should focus on that. Hmm, okay. But I was now in the size company, at least that gave me the freedom to, on the community side, focus yep. on it instead yep. of like drawing me away and trying to put me into five different kinds of projects from one week to the next, uh, yeah. which is what was happening in the last one. Once I got the focus, I could take the community pieces I was doing and focus it on that. And that's yep. where the MVP uh, came from. And, uh, and that's actually quite important to have that support from the company side, right? So, so people, oh, yes. you can actually then partly do things in your working hours, whatever working hours means within our world, but oh, still. There's one more other one. And of course, you know this very well. The other one is, uh, as you say, the stakeholders that are close by and behind you had to be part of that too. It's like, wait, you're going to another user group? Where are you traveling? Isn't that work? Um, well, honey, it's like for the community. It's for, <laughs> right? It's like you have to you have to please the stakeholders from all sides to be sure. sure. But uh, it's a commitment. Uh, and at this point, I'm glad that I was given that opportunity to do so. Um, yeah. I think the other part of it also is once you start doing that is getting. Uh, remember, I said it's about recognition, about people who know you. I'm sort of very like a noisy cricket to begin with. So a lot of people in Microsoft apparently knew who I was. 
for good or ill, I think that made a bit of a difference when they said, Do you know this Ralph you, guy? No, I see. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that little guy. Who are you? That was the other aspect of it. So for folks thinking about it, uh, think community first. Community will get you most of the way, frankly. Yep. Right. So remember that. And this is the, the PMP one. Huge. To me, one of the best ones, uh, perhaps the model for everything else Microsoft does. And in fact, I think everyone is trying to copy from you guys. So one day, Vesa will get the uh, residuals for it. <laughs> one, one of these days. One, one of these days. days. <laughs> Any moment now. Yeah, yeah I know, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's it's obviously, it's the, the being part of, if it's a natural thing with in you to share your things with the community you'll get the mvp and and like you said it it helps if there's a company which is backing that, that up and also Oof. can you can you kind of recap one what's the value out of an mvp for a company why would why should they care that they have so, an mvp working for them this is this is very interesting uh, this was like a bit of a uh, uh, a difference from the last company i was with and the company i'm in right now but also how i see it different companies will have a different view on what the value of the mvp is almost like if you remember, there used to be the argument about certification. It's like, what's certification going to do for our people or not everything else? It's the yep. concept is if you are truly there, and if I'm, a, if I'm a customer and I'm looking at you and saying, hmm, are they really committed to that technology? You look at what, they're, what they show for it. If they're blasé about it, then they're probably going to be blasé during the project, frankly. But if they're, yep. they look at least committed, at least you can hold their feet to the fire to that effect. Right. Sure. Um, sure. And I think the um, I, th I think the, the the value of the MVP came about when all of a sudden uh, I'm not exactly working in deep in projects. They saw that as an opportunity to level me up a little bit and be more on the uh, let's say that advisory side when they're getting ready to get things going. And all of a sudden they realize there's a bit of I'm not going to say star power, but there's a little bit of gravitas. And the person that's now in the conversation talking to the C levels. There's some star power as well, Ralph. It's okay. There's some star power. <laughs> it's okay. It's like you're going in there and then you can say, it's like, well, you know, I know Vesa, so, you know, you should talk to me. No, it's not. You bad. name drop. Actually, oh my God. I, actually, I did that once. You know, I like Vesa, uh, Vesa Human and did this particular thing. And I remember when I was there, helped him do it. No, just kidding. <laughs> But seriously, it's that kind of thing when they come in and they see that you have that access. And I explain yeah. as an MVP, I'm not just and, and a partner because we're a major partner. I'm not just getting an information on, the, on one day about like information. They call them the PGIs, the product group interactions. Uh, then the next day I'm getting it as an MVP. So here's a I'm at some time I meet the same people the same day. Hey Ralph, weren't uh, Kartik will be like, weren't you here yesterday? Hey Kartik fan club, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm talking with him twice during the week. It I get the double information. If I miss something on the partner, I'll catch it on the MVP and vice versa. The yep. value all of a sudden that people realize is like, oh my gosh, Ralph seems to know more in one place than some of our folks that seem to be very focused or very, you know, uh, uh, really well versed on that particular item. That's what the value was. They began to realize that and they started saying, you know what, give him the opportunity to do that. And they started looking at their other MVPs elsewhere as well. And they said, let's start helping them do that a little bit more because now we realize what perhaps in some of the regions they were not exactly as as uh, gung ho about it. I, I think I'm I can I'm glad to say that we're now getting to that total organization looking at it like yes this is a good idea let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. You know some companies yeah. are like that but it sometimes it takes a while to get that realization that light to shine and say sure. hmm, this actually means something and there is ROI behind it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. 
definitely. And, it, and it's good that it, well, it's, it requires a certain sized company. Maybe the smaller companies, they might be built on top of the MVPs on behind of the, yeah. you know, round the MVPs, but then a certain mid-sized company might not understand what's the value of MVP. And again, uh, that it well, doesn't necessarily the same, right? So I think it's just- Yeah, exactly. But exactly it, it requires it's strategy and thinking behind, understanding well, the value. Yeah, but the it's really the thing, like, like if you've never had the experience, like if you've never, as an employer employed a, a person who is an MVP, how would you know? Right. So yep, right. Somebody, like you need to like the first time you go through it, somebody needs to help you do the math. Like, Hey, yep. what can we, what is the benefit for us? Right. And the challenging part is like, well, if I send you to go to the a summit, right? right. Like you will be away for a week, travel and so forth and so on. Instead of and you will get to hear things exactly. and then you cannot tell anybody back. What's the value? Well, like, if you think about it along these lines, well, you might say like, yes, like what is the catch? But then yep. when you think some more about it, it's like, huh, you know, it actually makes perfect sense. It yep. actually makes perfect I, sense. But then somebody does. needs to help you do the math, right? Correct. So I'll give you the example of where that, that turned out after all that. And then eventually they saw the value. And I know, and I can actually point to one thing where I said, I can prove that I, I made case. The fact that we uh, did something that we thought that I thought would never happen, which was be a major sponsor. In fact, the gold sponsor for the Power Platform Conference last October, we yep. had a major booth. Actually, we were right across from Microsoft and right next door to our our friends Avanade and all the other folks that, that were out there. Uh, we had a bunch of people that show up. They were like that were attracted. Other people in the organization saw that we had something going, and before they were asking, "Are we at the show? Are we at the show?" All of a sudden, there we are. It brought them in and all of a sudden what started out as a microcosm is we want to show at least XK of dollars as a revenue. Next thing you know, it's way more than that because more yep. people got in just by volume alone. Right. Yep. And that, that's the idea over here. You you can monetize it, but as they say, you can't go in with a little eh, little toe to dip in there. You go in. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's and like it, me stepping out in the snow with uh, Vessa's dogs. I just you have to go in. Forget the cold. Let's go. Let's no, go the coldest manageable. So you know it's still minus. It feels like minus fifteen. When you're cold manageable. It depends on what you're wearing and and how your houses are built. So <laughs> good tips. I'm glad you guys came to the show because you get not just uh, programming tips, but. How do you know? Oh yeah, every time like, we talk about the weather, we talk about you. You learn. This is the most varied show out there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Love it. What about the recipe for spaghetti? No. Anyway, um. So for that, we would have to de de defer to our our Italian friends. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Which is a great great idea that we should bring them some of them here on the show. Sometimes we should have like a we should have an, a PNP cooking show. Just a suggestion. Just, just saying. You could have recipes, and then at the same time, they show their favorite web part. I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's got to have web parts. Have how to combine? What, how to pair your web part? Like what? What goes well with a web part? What What caramel glaze will work specifically for that uh, deployment? Yes. You're saying. <laughs> uh, by the way, automated deployment. Get strict about that. No, no hand deployments. Uh. <laughs> now, it's automated deployments and, and that thing, is it working well in the Power Platform world? So, um, this is the case of like when it started, um, not so much. There was a lot of hand-holding, a lot of like uh, teeth gnashing and, and everyone basically saying, this is why we won't do it because that part was missing. I'm, yep. I'm happy to report that now it's all there. 
but there's a still bit of architecture that you have to think about when you're putting it together. But pretty much, I, if I was to fill the blanks on CI/CD and DevOps and ALM, Power Platform pretty much has just about everything in all yep. the places. The missing, the small missing pieces could be uh, either bugs or little pieces that have to go in, and sometimes just a little bit of rearchitecture or oh, I don't know, a helpful PowerShell script on the back might be able to help you finish the job. But here's the thing. You know what also had to improve is the actual DevOps tools themselves. GitHub improving beyond the, my expectations. Sure. The ADO sure. stuff getting better at doing what it was doing. And then, of course, people understanding how the stuff really works. That yep. helps, right? Because at the yep. end of the day, sometimes we have to rely on the admins to do it. And here's the thing. Um, if the admins are not your friend, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you got. Not going to happen. It's with that. With that, two two things that I want to ask. One, to ah. take a st step back so that we can dive all the way back in. Taking steps, <laughs> step back. You build .NET. You work with ASP.NET. You work yes. with Moss, which is again like very Moss, much yes, pro, pro 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 code thing. Now yes. we're talking about power platform. How is that journey? from pro-code to low-code, and then when we're done with that, the next thing, you mentioned admins, like readiness, preparing them, them having knowledge. How do you go about that? How do you help them understand and grok the whole concept of repeatable deployment, structured deployment, uh, DevOps, and whatever? So let's let's take a step back first and talk about your pro-code to low-code. Yes. Uh, part of the career, and then we'll go back to admins. Oh, okay. So uh, essentially, on, on the pro code, going to the low code was easy because I'm a lazy person. So yeah, that was pretty <laughs> easy. Well, actually, more of like, if you recall, even in the pro code side, um, it tended to be the case of trying to make things low code-ish, right? Uh, is it low code to have a giant XML file that you set a few settings and it just worked? Or is it pro-code to have a, a giant program of 20,000 lines that creates all that stuff? Which so is the first one is low-code, high problem. High problem, <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> so you, you, see, you see what I'm saying? It's like even on the low-code, what were we doing in the PNP? Remember we were creating all those samples and packages and smaller yep. frameworks? Yep. We yep. were if, always looking for a low-code solution. Low-code meaning I only want to type two things, do two settings, and hit the button and go. Yep. Right. That was always the trick. We always want to be like in the Jetsons where, you know, he's pushing the button and he goes home. Oh, my God, I pushed the button 10 times today, Jane. Oh, I'm tired. You know, it was like we always wanted to get to that point besides the flying cars and the and everything else. And so when low code came around, it was almost set. We it was the low code part, though, going from pro code to low code in that case was not so much low code, but it was how you code. Right. In pro code, low code is just making settings on a on a console. The low code way was dragging and dropping pictures and doing sure. a bit of art, either uh, for flows or for the the apps or everything else, however you're doing it. And it got much easier when that interaction and those connections were better. When you when you didn't have to do as many customizations just to get the parameters that you wanted to happen, when they were there ready to go, or the parameters that are there did everything that was necessary. That was my transition when I began to realize. It can do it. I don't have to waste. I don't have to spend as much time anymore customizing. It's but I mean, when you, when you think about the way you build a power app, yes, how is that different from building a web on Windows Forms? Uh, it's so, the same thing. Uh, like you drag and drop controls, like, drop from yes, the toolbox. The expressions yep. are not exactly. the same, but like it's still the thing. Like you have a control, you reference it, you get the value, you submit it somewhere. You're right. 
but you know you have that preview that, that, that quick like hey i just put it in there and there it's working immediately a five right a there. five was a, your, your preview <laughs> yes I, I, I remember we uh that was in fact when one of the very first things in spfx was when you had that that preview ability right where you can do in the local spfx and just drop yep. it in and see it to me that was the most powerful i got so used to that that when it started breaking as things got more complicated it was like oh crap i can't make this you know work so well that way i have to like do a trust deploy and then look at it. Okay, did it work? Okay, and see it yeah, in true. the low code way. When you have essentially someone else in charge of the system, it was a confidence that says what I see is exactly what I'm going to get. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was that yeah. was. The, but you have to like have that confidence. If you're the person that's going to be very uh, OCD about exactly where things are going to be, it's not going to work for you because it's so perfect. It's always you want to like, be pixel perfect. Exactly. There's always going to be something that's really off. But if you're going to say, hey, look, I got this working for you. Here's a, I'm capturing your emails and sending your coupons automatically with a form that has five different quickie things in there. Uh, do you need any more than that? No, no, this is great. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, I'm I'm done. I've actually shipped. You know? Ship. Yeah. Ship, it. ship it. Ship it. Speaking <laughs> of which, admins, how do you bridge huh? that gap? And because like, it's a new tech. Yeah, and, yeah. And and says, one, right? like you want to bring bring them them, them along. Yeah. What kind of uh, ch 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 challenges have you experienced along the way, and how do you yeah. go about them? Yeah, that's so. That's almost like a, a challenge that has never has never stopped. Frankly, I, I I always amazed where I run into into some organizations where that is still a challenge to accept, even going to the cloud, even coming off of prem, right? Coming yeah. off premises to go into the cloud is like you know, oh, we would never go in the cloud because um. Wait a minute. Are you saying that your seven million dollar security budget uh, somehow is better than oh I don't know uh, Satya's home or anything like that? It's like there's people that know stuff for a reason that are making billions on it, and if you're going to second guess them, you might want to rethink a little bit. So there is that, but rather than fighting them, in a lot of cases, I come in with the point of view of the admin, the point of view that says, "Hey, you got stuff on your desk. You got people clamoring to get stuff out of you." And then you have your uh, other people that are saying, well, but our competitors are doing this. Oh, but uh, this user is doing that. Or, but that C-level uh, 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 wants this actual toy in their system. If you can make their life easy, that is the big difference. I usually try to find wherever that organization is, what is their easy, what is the easy path that they're looking for? It could be emptying my inbox, automating the, uh, the call response for that so that people don't have to keep asking me stupid questions about this and that mitigating that eliminating it even whatever i could do the path to the admin first and sometimes it may mean a bit of training it's like did you know that if you automate this you can now go home in the weekends you know because you don't have to stay there and then go there and sweat <laughs> while this stuff happens you know because yep. I, I i call it the fat finger the fat finger case you've seen those uh, everyone's heard of those things like oh uh, the system went down because somebody put a bad entry on 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 a piece well, likely that wasn't the CICD. Likely that was somebody that in the last minute said, oh, no, let me quickly fix that. Okay, yeah. there we go. I said, oh, it's going to be a five. Tell the password. Yes. Smack, right? And then we try to explain to them, it, it, it's to your benefit. It, and then, of course, you look good. And then the other one, of course, is helping them promote themselves because usually sometimes they're quiet. They're like, oh, I can't really say this and that. Well, you know what? You should, you should cheer when you do something really well. Make sure your boss knows it. Make sure you get that 
bonus, damn it. Get it. Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. Deserve it. And uh, uh, and now we can be friends. Okay, by the way, I need, can I have access to the environment while we're at it? You know, <laughs> you bring them on the other side. I come in from that admin point of view that says, just like the programmer wants to do less so they can get to that same point, the admin also has that same thing because they have other things True. that they'd rather be doing in the day. And that True. is, I think, the, the main difference. When the tools got better, it became easier for them to use. Oh, that made it so much smoother. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> how, do, how do you see the whole AI and Copilot thing then impacting on this one? Ah, so doing it, even it, less. This baby Skynet is born during the the whole this whole process. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, you probably notice if you go back now into the uh, the transcripts, I've been saying all hail our robot masters probably for quite a few years before all of this started happening. I'm glad because now that the GPT is going to look at the past, the past, it's going to say that I was on its his side. Or her side the whole time so this is great uh where does that come in and i try you know what i've been doing lately and uh, I'm, I'm actually this is true lately i've been helping out people first thing i do is i i used i bring up copilot or one of those systems and i say well let's ask the copilot see what it says i have my knowledge but let's confirm and then sometimes yeah. they begin to see the value of like well as an assistant and as a helper at the very least, this is a very huge change in how things yep. happen. Before, we would have to worry about these experts or we don't get it exactly right. And even if it doesn't get get it quite right, we can actually get mad at it and say, oh, that's not right. You should look at this. And then the copilot would say, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to give you that information. How about <laughs> it's like you're interacting with someone. But here's the important thing. The important thing is now in short order, you're actually being able to move ahead and get the information that you're looking for. I know yep. that they can make the copilots build things for you quickly and everything else. There is that, but that's always been there for automation in some cases. I think the biggest difference now is that the, it's expanding your uh, access to the knowledge and bringing in things much faster. Yep. And that's what we should be all taking advantage of at the very least. And, and remember, the human at the end of the day, it's called co-pilot for a reason because you, yep. you, you, you are the pilots. Uh, if you're going to let the co-pilot crash the plane, you know, go ahead, but you're responsible for it. So at the end of the day, you be the pilot. And uh, the, uh, if the co-pilot knows more than you, it's only because they have more data. But the co-pilot should not understand more than you. That's true. That's the difference, right? True. And that's that's the key. Help it, help let the co-pilot give you things so you can understand better. That's fine. But remember that you're always going to understand as the human, in the end of the day. So that's how I look at it. Uh, for it, it's 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 a great tool. I, I try to advance it, but I also. Uh, I also like remind people it's like okay here are the limitations, and just keep that in mind as you're going through. Yep, true. Uh, and related on all of that, first of all, I, I love the copilot name as you defined as well, and I think everybody knows that it's called copilot, like you like you said. But it isn't actually; it's super descriptive. It is a copilot for a reason. Also, the Super Bowl uh, advertisement for Microsoft for copilot that was really good. That was yes. a that Beautiful. was that had a lot of ideas related on. You know, Smack. you need something to start your innovation and inspiration. Just use the co-pilot to get some ideas and then off you go. But you're not limited with your own knowledge and skills. You have somebody to help you starting going along. 
I'll give you one, my one co-pilot uh, uh, story uh, from uh, from ye- from just yesterday. Just I was seeing like they were already previewing that commercial, uh, you know, because we're yep. on social media, so we get to see it. So, eh, you know what? It's not a surprise anymore. But of course, we've been doing this for a while, so we understand what's behind there. I, I'm trying to set up a spring break where I'm going to have a cultural tour tour to Washington D.C. Trying to do something like that, and I told it to put an itinerary, and I gave all these crazy parameters in there, and you click on the creative piece on the co-pilot. And it actually gave me ideas that I didn't think about. I was like, oh, I should think about that. Oh, I need to. If yep. I want to tour the White House, maybe I should contact my congressman. Things like that, you know, that they were yep. coming in that I never mentioned or brought together. Yep. And there it is. And I'm like, did somebody program this? Uh, who are they? Send the money. You know, yeah. I mean, kind of somebody programmed that, but that's that's complicated even. So I, I know yeah, they didn't. So. That's a different show. Yes, but, yes they did, exactly. but they didn't. But yes, that was exactly. Great. Loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. I think from a timing perspective, that was a good catch up on everything. Uh, what's happening this week, Ralph? Uh, anything interesting? Well, how does the normal week look like for Ralph Rivas? Uh, so the normal week will be like a lot of presentations lately because of the AI thing that's going on. I'm involved in a lot of presentations where we're talking about folks having workshops to uh, start doing. Uh, and you, Microsoft understands it's called design thinking, where you start going through and you, you're creating your backlog of things that you can do or shouldn't do <laughs> yep. or what to focus on and everything else. I'm getting a lot of those. A lot of people want to demonstrate and see what Copilot can do or what just the AI, Gen AI stuff can do. Lately, yep. I've, I've returned to my pro code roots because of some of the things you can do now under the covers with that. And I have a, there's a, uh, I wish you could, uh, if you're going to post something, post the, the Waldeck blog on how to use that stuff from, uh, from the, uh, that's one of my favorite things where I show because pro code people don't want to believe in low code. And I show them the Waldeck blog post and like oh yeah you can do that yes you can yes you can that's my week is going through that i'm focused on training a lot uh, yep. uh training our people sometimes there's folks that are passing through the bench i want to make sure every opportunity as they pass through they get upskilled and almost all of it even though i'm low on the low code side will involve the ai piece or at yep. least the flavor of it so that's that's my that's my typical week uh but the things i'm looking forward to is the mvp summit i'm preparing for that I'm preparing for the big download of of information. <laughs> um, I have a couple of conferences I'm going to also do in the virtual area. Another thing you do is uh, in, to be up in the community is do a lot of free conferences. I don't mind because that practices me. You know what's great? Yes, when exactly. Doing, when you do those talks, I mean, Vesa, if you can imagine, you, when you're doing all those talks and, and training, all of a sudden you become more of an expert because the fact yep. that you're Oh, yeah. You're just getting it for right. yourself going out. Right. I'm doing and then more of you those. don't need to think about the presentation anymore, the presenting techniques. You'll just focus on what's Correct. the new things because, yes, exactly. Correct. And then, of course, the one that, uh, that I'm coming up with, of course, is licensing. I'm one of the few people to use the L word in front of young Microsoft people. You mentioned the L yeah, word. The- yeah, exactly. Sorry, we need to end. We need to end. We need to end I, this. Uh, I dare to beep, beep, beep. <laughs> In fact, I think that's what led me to the MVP originally, because it was Mark Anderson that said, "Hey, you know I, what? Yeah, I remember that." Document. And, and he asked me, "You I read the document? The document? Yes." I created the there first was a one specific talk. document which though got a lot of internal feedback and then I can't remember what happened. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> there was nice a reaction story. on that Microsoft document. Microsoft got their act together on that, that's all I can say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Well, like, what's your week like? Any anything interesting on your table? Uh, one, one, so we're 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 working with a few folks on uh, another experiment. What if imagine that you could build against M three sixty five without a tenant? I'm sure 65 right. without the tenant. 
Yeah. Okay. That's that's so like we're thinking about different head. ways. And then especially in the context of the modules that we've got on Microsoft Learn, like how could yeah. we help folks go through them without requiring them to sign up for a tenant and fill out that, that form, kind of take that path only to be able to get back and follow a module along, right? So we're experimenting yeah. with that. We have a POC that we're almost ready to show a few folks to get their opinion. So that is uh, top of mind. Other than that, is DevProx, uh, DevProxy technology somehow involved in this? Yes. Surprise, yeah, surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> surprise, surprise. I started oh, thinking uh, quickly on how would I do yeah. anyway. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, and you're, you're directly thinking in, in the right place, right? So we're oh. thinking about like, like exactly to use that because it gives us the ability to emulate every single call. And just exactly. the other day, we've done some experiment. Like, could we even simulate the auth flow? Because the idea is that imagine you follow the module, but we don't want you to change the code. You write exactly the right code. You use the SDKs. You use exactly the same tools. The only thing that has changed is you don't need a tenant. So like yep. the app itself it issues all the, like, all, all the same calls, and it gets the responses back. And it's like, that's perfect. That is, that is the legit thing. But there is no tenant in there. You yep. know, so kind of that perspective, like trying to simulate that as, you know, as and go with that as far as close to real as we can. So we're yep. we're playing around with that. Um, and then there are a few more things re regarding new content for learn. Um, yeah, like a, a bunch of, of exciting stuff. That's that's beyond exciting. I'm, I'm sorry, but my, my nerd hat just went. <laughs> that was that was I, I keep talking about. Hey, can I have like a, like a lab environment that's ready to go with everything I need? For X topic, instead of me having to build it every time, correct. Sometimes with infrastructure yeah. as code, I can't stand it up quick enough. And you're yep. talking about whew, a tenantless, a tenantless uh, learning or, or or development platform. Oh my God, that is. I mean, of course, you know the limits are, for example, like if you want to build something like SPFX, it it has the UI part to it. So if you build something that integrates with UI, well, you need to put it somewhere where you integrate with the UI. That's but then right. there's also this interesting part, like for example, if you think about, about bots. Yes. We already have the team sim, sim, sim simulator. Right. Oh, that, yes. That allows you to build bots without teams. So you can have, you can press F5, launch a bot, interact with the bot. It's not in Teams itself. Yep. But there is a bot engine and you can have, can have interaction with the bot itself. Add on top of it proxy, and now you have bot and graph. Yep. Or SharePoint. True. Sure. Sure. You know, so and think we about like if we were to expand it with other things, like how would that change the developer experience that we offer? And what does that mean for the velocity, right? Yep. And also the efficiency without you having to go through like the whole like inner loop, not having to uh, contain, you know, like the, the end to end deployments yeah. and standing yep. up everything. Absolutely. Uh oh, it, I'm, I'm absolutely sharing this talk right now with everybody I know because uh, this is <laughs> me. fast forward to the end and then Waldeck is going to give you all the secrets and change your life. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen. But in theory, quickly thinking, yeah, that you can definitely do that. So that's that's a really smart move. So bring really back cool. the local workbench on SPFX, Vesa. <laughs> not my call, but anyway. So. <laughs> wow, this is why I'm in this community. I swear. Whoa, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, I, here. I am thinking we're just gonna just be, you know, talking a little, little, little. But this was like I, I'm like coming out. I, I think I've had my PS SIG fill literally in just a 
30 minutes. One <laughs> <laughs> month's worth. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of getting to you. Yeah, quickly recapping. I don't have anything super special. This is a week of catching oh, up and, and cleaning up some things. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, it's also so I'm be I will be off. Well, I will not be uh, disconnected, but I'll be officially out a week after, and that basically means that it, you need to start prepping things. And MVP Summit is also coming. Uh, we're leading a track there, so we need to lock down all of that. And M365 conference is coming. We are leading a track there. All of that stuff is taking quite a lot of time. But you know, it's it's good to have a every now and then a week where you don't need to deliver multiple things no, <laughs> uh, perfectly. So break. Cleaning up, no. catching up. Yes. Exactly. Cool. Uh, but I guess that's it for now. So thank you, Ralph, uh, for the awesome chat. Uh, good to Pleasure, have you on sir. the show. Long in coming, but I'm glad uh, it was worth it. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. And and thank you, Waldek. With Waldek, we'll jump on the weekly articles uh, from this interview. Thank you, Ralph. Absolutely. Looking forward to thank it. You. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. See you in the SIG. Excellent. Thank you, Ralph, one more time. That was a really good catch up. and and cute recommendations related on uh, on on the you know the value of being an MVP and how companies should be approaching that and also if you are an MVP or looking into being an MVP that's something you probably want to be aware of that uh, the company should be supporting you on that journey uh, so you don't accidentally go to a career or a company which is like no 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 no. what is this community thing again you should not be doing this so um, that's <laughs> one discussion point which you should have openly with with any employer uh, if you're wanting to do that yeah so. Now, let's jump on the weekly articles, um, and we'll start with something what we chatted uh, together with uh, Ralph as well, uh, which is basically the Copilot uh, announcements, and then we had a really cool Copilot-related uh, advertisement also on Super Bowl. Um, I liked it a lot. There was a lot of like good ideas on, on, on that one. But last, uh, last uh, week, we did, uh, released this blog post, which is delivering Copilot for everybody. And this is really around uh, the Copilot also for consumer side. Uh, so making sure that everybody has access on uh, on the Copilot and they can use it for for self-benefit. I guess that's the, the right way of saying that. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that's a really, really cool uh, opportunity. And it is free. Uh, so there's a free options. And of course, there's a uh, there's then a paid options. And then there's the business options available as well. But the key here is that there's a consumer side of the Copilot as well, so which you can use to help you to improve your knowledge and skills uh, on whatever you're looking into doing, which is actually really cool. Cool. Uh, a lot of articles to go through today. Now, on the SharePoint blog, we had a on the minds of OneDrive admin interest on podcast uh, with the true uh, Medellin, uh, who's an MVP solution architect in property. Okay. Uh, I thought that he was somewhere else, but he's he, Yeah, that's fine. Uh, interesting. Anyway, so. Compute. <laughs> no, my my, uh, I had a wrong perception. Well, true is actually so that's probably a mistake in my head. So not that there's certainly not a mark mistake. So <laughs> good, good, good. Your camera, by the way, while that dropped. Sorry. The yep. No worries. No worries. Oh, there you know you're back. Wow. Yeah. Um, on the uh, on the Viva Engage side, there was a blog article related on network analytics available now in Viva Engage. Uh, so really understanding what's happening within the network uh, 
and as you are consuming divine cage uh, from an administrative perspective that's actually really nice uh, to understand where the time and the network and the usage is coming from um, a lot of lot of data oh, there's, there's a lot of data behind of this but I, I like the fact that we're promoting and exposing this data also for customers because it's yeah. for their benefit so uh, on the developer plank, uh, how share three supercharges the simplifies Fluid Framework 2.0. So Fluid Framework 2.0 is now in preview. I think it's in preview. It's in preview. It's in preview. I think it's in preview. That's a rhetorical question. Maybe it's in preview. I think it's in preview. Uh, I don't. Ah. Now I need to find preview. No. Is it already generally available already? Oh my God, I missed it. Okay, anyway, so this is really about the shared tree, uh, a shared tree um, and, and how that has been evolved in 2.0 from Nick Simmons. Nick is one of the, the principal PMs in the Fluid Framework uh, and actively helping on, on helping everybody to actually use that, which is really, really cool. Now on the developer side, we also had a blog post on Microsoft Mesh, now available of creating innovative multi-user 3D experiences for the workplace. And this is uh, Tyler Adams uh, was hosting together with not with Desiree, but there was somebody else they were hosting a live uh, workshop last, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, uh, on the Mesh. Uh, and that, that one was really about uh, February 8th, yeah, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, it had hundreds and hundreds of people actually watching that. So people are interested in building these things uh, and, and building experiences in the 3D. That's actually really cool. And it's working actually really nicely uh, whenever you get it to work. But I guess now with the GA, GA it's, it's more easily available as well. So. We used to have some problems within the preview, but I guess all of that has been sorted out. Uh, really, really cool. Now, uh, we also had a Microsoft JavaScript SDK version. Java, 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 not JavaScript, fair point. Almost the same thing. That is the, the, the other Java. <laughs> exactly, exactly, the other Java. And uh, now generally available. <laughs> not Wait, even what? close. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love the fact that historically JavaScript was named based on JavaScript because Java was so popular, not because they have any reference. <laughs> anyway. It's like Java, but then a script. No, it's not. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, anyway. So Craft Java SDK version 6 is now generally available. Thank you, Misa, on updates on that one. Cool to say that we are evolving all of these SDKs uh, uh, all the time. Uh, so making sure that they are evolving with the ecosystem. Uh, great work on that. Uh, and of course, this one was also created and generated using Kyoto uh, uh, client, which is the, the way we are auto-generating a lot of our SDKs, uh, which is an awesome, awesome work. Kyoto is really, really cool. And uh, there was also a Microsoft Toolkit version 4.0 is now generally available. I think Waldeck has been a bit at least closely involved in, in some of the testing and validation. No, you haven't? Okay. I'm no, watching it's okay. before is brand new thing. And, and it was it is. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see how it evolves, right? And the, yeah. this the this time around it's more, you know, it's like, like it's a trend you've seen over the last a uh, few releases that it's it's you know more mature and evolved, and you don't need yes. that many things you know to be added or fixed because there's so much in it already you know yep. so it's very exactly. much stabilizing exactly. improving making it more more re, 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 reliable and the one yep. thing that is really cool improvement here for spfx devs is that you don't know you no longer need the mgt spfx package oh yeah true True. So that is that really is a, a huge thing that, that again, simplifies uh, to use MGT in your SPFX apps. And it's really cool because with SPFX, you build what? Apps for yep. M365, 
Teams, SharePoint, Viva, right? So it's like one framework yeah. that allows you to build for all these different experiences, which is a great way to kind of use and benefit from your skills. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not called out, actually. I know that that's in a 4.0, but it's not explicitly called out on the blog post, unfortunately, but it's okay. It, it's a good thing to over. Uh, oh, there it is. We removed the yeah, new yeah. That is actually good. It's called out. Cool. Because I, I remember at some point I was testing something and then it's like, why isn't it working? I don't get it. It's like, ah, the package, the package is missing and then the boof, everything works. The now package. you no longer need the, the package. Yes, le package. Um, le. Le, le. <laughs> now on Friday, uh, Patrick also had a new blog post related on SharePoint Now supports a dedicated site-selected authentication, and, and that's actually really really cool as well. Oh. So this comes back on improved performance things. Site-selected was only supported uh, in app only, and uh, now it actually uh, supports also uh, delegated, which basically means the user permission and the app permission uh, is the joint permission model. Yeah, so you can have an app get access only to a specific site and then Correct. within the site act upon act on behalf of a user with the user's permission exactly yes. so no longer you it's all or nothing this is really Correct. a game changing thing like the next yes. part is if only we had a ui around it that's one thing and then the follow up thing is also the the resource specific uh, permissions which is getting worked on. Uh, I think we've been public on that one. So you can actually then have a super granular set of the permissions in the lower level, but let's not so too like, much detail uh, there. libraries, files, and items, you mean that level? Folders and items. Okay, yeah. and so basically and securable objects, as yes. we know them in SharePoint. Yes. Yes. Now I cannot promise anything here right now on timelines or anything no, like no. that. And I, I'm maybe spilling beans already too much. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, everything is being looked on um, and, and worked on. Now, when will that come out? That's a separate thing. So no if anything there. else, but this is already if you need that for your work, let us know. Let us know yes. how that would help you because that always helps, you know, to uh, the, decide for us, for us internally if something makes sense or, 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 or not. Absolutely, that's really, really cool. Now, on the other books, we had a Viva Connection Toolkit version 5.2.5.2.5 uh, release uh, happening on, on February 5th. I don't think we covered this last week, so this came out no, just after our recording, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so it is a Adam Wojcik is, is driving this effort, and there's a lot of, lot of SPFX uh, development uh, improvements in the Visual Studio VS Code uh, as an extension. Uh, so he's doing incredibly good job on, on actually driving this and, and introducing features and capabilities, which is really, really cool. And there was also a blog post from Techo and Kavara uh, on how to change the background color of cars in the board views. Um, and this this comes back on something what we talked with uh, with uh, Ralph as well, which is Chris Kent's and list formatting magic and all of that. And and Chris quite often shows what can be done with list formatting. Not that yeah. he's only on doing with list formatting, but that's just fell to be on his baby. Um, but it, it's the list formatting examples are by far above. Any other samples within the within it the makes perfect uh, sense. You know, GitHub. there's such yeah. a huge audience that is interested in the one, True. two. There are so many things you can do with that. Yes, and three. Yes. Anybody who has managed access on the list is able to do this, so you don't need to Correct. be an admin. You don't need Correct. to deploy anything. It's not you know. Yes, it isn't super simplistic, nope. but once you kind of understand what it does, it's insanely powerful. Correct. Correct. That is correct, and and it's not 
you know, it's not rocket science, but it does require some level of a uh, understanding and having samples. You can just copy paste and and you know and adjust. Yeah, yeah, use. yeah. So which is which makes sense. Now, as we as we have concluded so many times, this is not code. This is low code. So mm. you know. Um... <laughs> yes. Next. <laughs> Next, <laughs> our power platform, a global AI hackathon together, inspired AI power solution for real life real world use cases. So Eliza had a blog post in the Power Apps uh, on summary around that AI hackathon, which happened in autumn, uh, which is really, really cool, 14 days, and a lot of, lot of cool demos came out of this. Uh, and quite a lot of, actually, uh, videos are now being uh, published in here and also on the community YouTube channel. Uh, some of these videos are actually, and demos are out because they were shown in the community course as well. But a lot of, lot of really, really, really cool uh, implementations and, and AI use cases. I think that's the most important thing as well. So getting inspired on, oh, that's a great idea. Let me rethink that about and, and maybe yeah. adapt that to our business. And there was also a blog post from Frank Lan on building new apps and, ta and tables with Maker Copilot, is now, which is now available in eight languages worldwide. So more language support, always good. So, yes. you know, English is not the only language within the world. Which we know. How many languages there is in Netherlands, official ones? One. Is it really only one? Because Belgium have two or three. Bel Belgium has two. I th well, so official ones. I I don't know if they have two or is it just one? And then depending on the region they had. In, they oh, have fair French. point. Fair point. Okay, got it, got it. Because in Finland, everything there's two official ones, yeah. and you need to be able to provide services in Finnish and Swedish. So. That's so does that mean that you also speak Swedish? Uh, 12 years, 12 years of studying Swedish. Yes, kind of. Well, I can, I can actually understand. Like I was, I am, I was studying German for I don't know how many years. Well, that's I fair. Still don't speak that's it. fair. Well, so the I, fact that you were studying it for many years doesn't mean that, that is, that is fair. But we do hear Swedish in Finland a lot, so there's a certain level of a you know basic well, skills. Still, now, can I flip a very long non-answer no, no, to my I, question? <laughs> <laughs> Answer is no, I cannot. <laughs> okay. Yakan inte tala svenska. Yakan inte tala svenska. Yeah, I learned for so long. We hear it a lot. No, I don't speak. <laughs> nay, 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 nay. Uh, I, can, nay. I, I can say certain things, certain things, uh, verbs and all of that stuff, you know, and understand. But having a fluent discussion, that requires much yeah. more <laughs> practice. Uh, so. So you don't actually start to translate anything. You're just talking. So you just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard because the moment you start to translate, you will speak Finnish in Swedish, and that's always weird. Right? Like you, you will <laughs> literally translate expressions yes. from one language exactly. to another. People are like exactly that. I kind of yeah. understand what you're trying to say, but we don't say it that way. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so on the Power Automate book, custom processing for invoice and document field types generally generally available. Uh, so this is basically for certain field types. Customer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm repeating the title. No, I'm, I'm repeating the title on the Chinese and realizing that you I'm just. You explained it so that. well that you repeat the title, which explains it really well. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday, and 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 it's week before uh, you know vacation week. So I'm, for I, you, it yeah. is. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
Now, Yannick Rieckmann has had a blog post related on Force Populate, a Microsoft Intro ID based on Team Empower platform. That's an interesting scenario. Uh, and he's walking through the different uh, setup and layouts and also the Power Automate flows on how do I actually invoke uh, those API calls and how do I then automate things uh, with that for creation. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, there's also a nice blog post from Eli H. Shai on building a MyTools web part for SharePoint. This is quite typical. I, I, I saw her uh, tweet uh, earlier today or yesterday and, and and it's basically every single customer wants to have one of these uh which is hey i want to show my personalized tools or news or resource not news resources or applications and then you modify that based on the things and uh, based on the personal selection and basically she's walking through her way of implementing this and this sample was merged to the web parts uh, repo earlier today or actually yesterday but by it's Hugo. Interesting so. like how you know the requirements don't change because going way back. Correct. Then, Correct. Yes. Like the need would still be there. What would we do? You would deploy a group policy and on desktop you everybody, every employee would have the icons. Yeah, true. Now true. we don't do that because people bring their own the devices. So in other words, we show this on the web, on the intranet Correct. portal. Correct. But the need is still there. How those do cases we... are still the same. Combine, you know, uh, company-wide tools with org-wide tools versus department tools, and then your own. And you kind of yep. have that, that layered overview of all the, the apps that you use in your work. Correct, correct. The basics basics are still the same. These are exactly the same stuff which we used to implement. Some things in never change. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Technology was different, uh, but the use case is still the same. So. That is true. Now, Mahmoud uh, had a, a LinkedIn boast around Microsoft 365 SAT for natural language code platform. That's interesting. Uh, so walking through a different uh, specific scenario and, and how we can use the, the Chug Copilot for Microsoft 365 for natural language code platform. So we're generating code, right? We are... Ooh, this is getting much more interesting. So that's the prompt, step-by-step, uh, mm -hmm. step, and then actually making the, the chat to operate based on the things. Um, so this is actually really good. Um, and the, the how the, the M Copilot for Microsoft 365 then translates this for a operation, then trying to figure out uh, what's actually happening or what is the request. Uh, so that's, he didn't that's get the code. example, and that's the yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's operational. Yeah, it's not code. Does, uh, da, 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 da. Well, it's it's kind of a multi, uh, well, natural language code, programming. It, yeah. Yeah, it's a kind of yeah, yeah, natural yeah. language programming and getting information based on the request. Yep, makes makes It's a sense. prompt in a way. It's a prompt. Yes. In a way, or in the real world, it is a prompt. The other, is definitely the, other day, a prompt. the other day, there was somebody, I don't know who was it, who shared a quote like that. I think that's the person who was, I, I forgot his name, uh, Karpati, I think is his last name. The, the person who was responsible for, who worked on OpenAI or who was responsible for AI at Tesla and now is doing something else. Okay. They said that the, the hottest programming la language now is English. Uh, yeah, I I get that. <laughs> I get that. But yeah, there's nuances on that discussion. No, Let's not course, go there. Let's not course. go there. <laughs> of course, it is, you know, argument and discussion provoking. 
yes statements yes. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and, and i do understand that and and of course and then all of these you know industry influencers have to be leaning five to ten years forward and making strong statements because then there's a lot of people who are like yeah I, i'm all with you and this is the future and it might be the future absolutely 100 now is it already at that level that you can do all computers of the computers are the yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the same as as now the big trend of going back to on-prem. Um, it, it's everything goes in cycles and and, oh, yeah. and and everything goes in waves and or whatever however you define that. And then if you've been long enough in industry, you are seeing the same. Yes, you can see that. Oh, now we're heading to this direction again. I've seen this in the past. Okay, now we're heading to this direction. Maybe the, some technology like Copilot and AI and and MMLs and NLP it evolves, but then the same trends always happen. It's like, oh yeah, yes, that now you're one hundred percent correct. Your completely crazy futuristic vision will be <laughs> for sure true in ten years, not today. So <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, but it's part part of this. We need to make strong opinions and strong statements so that people follow us, and then then it's taught leadership, right? Rather than <laughs> I know another word for it, but next. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, now. <laughs> Guido Zam uh, had a, a localized Teams app manifestation, um, and this is for a case where he had built an SPFX Teams personal app and want to localize that, and how does that work, and how, how do you do things? So really, really useful reference point then on showcasing how it gets translated into Microsoft Teams. I thank you, Guido, on that one. And there was also a blog post from Xiao Ferreira. I'm getting really good at that. Xiao yes. Ferreira. Oh my Xiao God. Ferreira. <laughs> we should actually, for the for the for the fun, the, the, the fun of it, we should find the original one. So when you try to <laughs> say it, and they're like, ah, I like some more. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. You can win your uh, biggest nightmares. No. Um, <laughs> pronunciation is hard. How to add an image and image columning Microsoft list using Power Automate. That's an interesting scenario. Again, this is combining now a bit more. It's not just making list formatting, but also making much more complicated scenario or business processes with Power Automate and then changing the lists and operation based on that. That's actually really cool. So thank you, Xiao, on, on helping on that one. Uh, uh, Martin Linkstoy had a four benefits on starting your DLM journey today. What is DLM? Data, data, lifecycle management. Lifecycle management. Data it says in the first sentence under first first heading. First sentence under first heading. First heading. First heading. Where is the heading? heading? Yes, first sentence under that. Data lifecycle management. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, but it says DLM in here already, so no, it's, yes. never mind. Never mind. This is not a dictionary. It's a. It's yes. art. Yes, and it's this is targeted process. for those people who know what is DLM, not for the people yes. like me who are simple who doesn't understand that. So it's okay. So. <laughs> no, no, just messing with you, Martin, as well. Sorry for that. <laughs> but I, I just love the people using abbreviations and then be, NLP is going to take over the world. What, what is that again? What is, what is that? HBICDDD, CDLN, ALM, ZDBDB. So I want two of these. Yes. Next. Or three. I will sell them forward. Uh, we had a blog post from uh, Sutran Sankey on how to show documents, tech 
decked with managed metadata and data details list in SPFX. Uh, pretty detailed scenario, uh, but again, a great reference point from his book uh, on how to make things happen and using BMPJS uh, on implementing details. So that's actually super, super helpful on, on showcasing how to implement things. And do we, do we, hopefully we have, no, we don't have the final answer, but there's a reference to the blog post, sorry, the, the sample uh, also in which is in GitHub. So. Really, really cool. A lot of code, actually. Uh, a few videos. Uh, Paulo had a video on examples on using Microsoft Copilot for Microsoft 365 in Microsoft PowerPoint. Uh, so that's actually really cool. Uh, so use cases with the live samples on how I can generate stuff and how I can how we can build things and and with a by chatting and that's the NLP natural language processing side of the things. You are kind of a programming. The, coming back on the programming. You know, yeah. in English, you're kind of a programming here, kind of. So you, could, you no longer yeah. use mouse, like move this 10 pixels to the right, no, the other Correct. right. Correct. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yep, yeah. But but again, I think it's actually pretty cool that you are able to auto-generate a default starting point slides just by saying yeah. that, hey, give me a slide with this kind of information. And then again, you get some inspiration and ideas on, oh, okay, that's a good point. I didn't consider that. So. Really, really cool. Uh, there's also a blog post on a uh, video from Shane Young on Power Apps interview questions, answers, and jobs. That's actually really useful for those who are looking into going to the job interviews and, and you know, or being the interviewer on asking uh, those questions. Yeah, knowing what to ask. Yes, exactly. Both sides definitely will benefit out of this. Really, really and, cool. And I mean, maybe you know, you will see 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 each other, and we'll then just agree. Have you seen the video from Shane? Yeah, I have. because <laughs> exactly. then, then you both know you're prepped. You're you worked on the same material. Like, true. Okay, that is yes, true. That, that is true. Uh, this reminded me. I have to say one quickly twenty seconds. So in MCM, the master certification for SharePoint back in two thousand and seven to twenty fourteen or whatever, and um, that was the paid program, uh, and people. Were paying 18,000 to join on the program, but we needed to make sure that they are not wasting their money. So we did interviews for them. So even though they were willing to pay, we basically said, oh, oh yes, yes, we love the fact that you're willing to pay, but you will only get to the program if we know that you're good enough. And that was actually really interesting. And um, those interview questions and then asking things and also seeing how people are coming out of answers from thin air which are completely nonsense and being like <laughs> and like in any interview the worst part is right is that people were there and like in a minute or two you knew if the candidate was Correct. solid or not that but is, you were yes. committed to stay 100 for... <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> yes <laughs> that's yeah Anyway, uh, Juliana Luca had a video on how to set up a date in SharePoint column with this column formatting in JSON. That's actually really cool. Adjusting that date formatting over there and what are the options and how, how we can do things. Uh, thank you for that one. Uh, then there was a, a nice uh, video from Simpraxis Consulting on, uh, on, on, on the site and list templates. So what are those, how to, get, how to use them and what are the options of how to do things. This is actually really, really interesting as well. So we're basically doing end Enterprise level automation comparison between Orchestra, ShareKate, BMP Core, Custom Code. Uh, well, BMP yeah. Core is custom code, and yeah, yeah that's an open well, source. What is anyway, the library that you use versus like you Correct. do Correct. the raw REST calls. Correct. Correct. And you can that probably add 10 more options in there, like Power Automate. 
Yes, absolutely. So it 100%. would be probably 100%. again like you, you took rest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Really interesting video. Uh, the Message Center Show had a new episode on create articles in Viva and Cage, Microsoft Copilot UI updates, episode 321. Uh, a lot of lot of updates here as well in both uh, video and in the uh, written format. So thank you for that one, guys. Um, and then the final should have been actually in here, is from the Peter Venstra around when to create a child flows in Power Automate. So conservation when you are extracting or splitting out the flow to its separate flow, so that it's kind of a reusable function, uh, so to say. So yep. really, really good, good reference points as well. Awesome, awesome. I guess that's it now. So that's thank it. you, Ralph, for the great discussion. Um, that's really good info. Thank you for that one. And there was a good, good like <laughs> brainstorming sessions on during that one. A lot of good notes as well. Um, but I, I guess that's it. We'll be back within. Uh, we will be back within a week. We're well, recording that a bit earlier than a week because I'm officially out. Trying to be. Oh my out. God! No. <laughs> good, good. Um, but thanks everybody for watching, and listening, and please use BMP uh, weekly hashtag in Twitter or in LinkedIn, so we're able to find what you're actually writing on uh, or creating on. That's always super useful. And I guess that's it. Thanks everybody. Uh, have a great rest of the week. Thank you, Baldek. Thank you, Vesa. See ya. Cheers. Bye bye.